Ready for the Word of God? Ready to be set free? Ready to break the strongholds? We're going to make it simple this morning. Everybody say simple. There's nothing complex about the Word of God. I've heard too many people too many times say it's too complicated. It's not too complicated to understand the Word of God. The stories and how they play out in a revelation are all going to come down to one thing. And that is your salvation through the, the power of Christ. Everything. The Old Testament. You go through and read all of it. Pastor Barb's going to break it down for us. Start next week. And she's going to talk about the Levitical stuff and all of these things and the priesthoods and all of the formality of it. It's all to re really begin to develop this deeper understanding of God's grace. God's grace. God's grace. God wanted me to feature something real quick. And it's, it's something that happens in the church that, that's, that's there, but you might not be aware of. If you need specific prayer for something, of course, we have the altars open. We're going to open them again at the end of this service. But if you have specific prayer requests, I just want to feature you two real quick, Mike and Denise. They are our uh, elders over our prayer ministry. And... While I was away, yeah, no, give it up. While I was away, I knew that they had a team that went over and prayed for uh, an individual who's really going through a lot of difficulty right now, physically. And I came back, and Mike came up to me this morning, and Chad had put it on polo. And if, guys, if you want to get on polo, see Chad. He'll get you on there. And we'll, we'll get to, it's just a men's group that we just chat all week long about crazy stuff, sometimes the Word of God and everything in between. But he began to share on how they went over to this man's house and how they began to pray over him. They've been praying for him in uh, the Sunday, and then you guys pray on what night? on Monday nights. And they had been praying and believing for this man of God, he's a man of God, to be delivered. And I'm telling you, I saw the whites in Mike's, Elder Mike's eyes this morning, and I'm telling you, this man is gonna come back, he's gonna sit in one of these blue chairs right here, and you're gonna see how simple it is. You take the most complex problem you could ever imagine, most complex, not only physically, but psychologically, and a whole bunch of other. You go through difficulty, man. It's hard. It's hard to break out of that thing. But I'm telling you, when you begin to understand the simplicity of God, and that it's all wrapped up in this finished work of Jesus Christ, that means that there's just nothing missing or broken in that finished work of Christ. Nothing. The Bible goes so far as to say nothing is impossible to those who believe and are called according to what God wants you to do. I want to talk to you this morning about the title of this message, which is, God, how did you know? How did you know? How in the world did you know? In the complexities of the world. I mean, my goodness, people are going crazy. And I'm telling you, they're attacking identity. I was talking with someone before service. The, the, people's identity is being, I mean, just tore apart. 
Well, how is that? It's because the devil's identity, he doesn't know who he is or where he's going. He's missed the boat entirely. He threw away everything that God gave him, who he said he was, who he gave him the position and the authority. We talked about authority this morning in our songs, didn't we? You've given us the authority, but the authority is not to use it for your own ambitions. And I'll tell you, when you go through these lulls of life, anybody know what I'm talking about? Pastor Barb was talking about it this morning, prophetically. I thought she was going to steal my message. I, I steal her message at least half the time. And we don't talk to each other about any of it. But if that's where you're at right now, like, God, where do you want me to go? You're in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. And God knew it. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. And he knows everything. You think of the complexity of which God knows everything. Forget about just the complexity of our earthly problems. Think of the complexity of the galaxies, the universes. I mean, all of that. He knows it all. He knows it all. In fact, he says that he holds it in the palm of his hand. That's how, how tiny it is. It's like my whole creation fits in the palm of my hand. He knows all of it. And he knows you. You. He knows you. He knows what your fears are. He knows what your apprehensions are. He knows what your difficulties are. But guess what else? He knows the desires of your heart as well. And we've got to take away the, the, the deception of the enemy that just says, well, I just, I, you know, I'm going to have to throw in the towel on this one. Well, I'm just going to have to give up on this. Well, you know, I know it's a strong desire in my heart. I know God spoke something to me, but it's just too hard. It's too difficult. That's when you're in the middle, guys. I did a message years ago about the power of the middle. That's where all the real work's done. All the real work's done. I, I had a chance to go up. I love to hunt. Don't, don't hate me for it. Trust me. If you got questions about it, I'll answer them for you. But here's the deal. When you hunt, particularly deer, with archery equipment, right? I'm not out there with a gun or crazy stuff. I do, real difficult, right? All the failures. Oh, every hunt that you go on is a complete failure. Every single one. And then it takes about 30 seconds, 30 seconds of success. But it's all the work in the middle. It's all the work in the middle. It, it, it's no matter what you're going to pursue in your life, it's all the work in the middle for a 30-second gratification. It all happens at all one time, right? When God knows and he delivers it and hand delivers it to you, by the way, when he hand delivers it to you, how, when does it happen? In the moment it happened. And there was all this other, what seemed to be failure, what seemed to be disappointment, what seemed to be the drudgery, what seemed to be the difficulty, what seemed to be, oh my God, where are you, God? How are you ever going to manifest in my life? And it all happens when? Right there. Right there, right then. And that's where all this success pulls together. What I want you to know is God knew that that was coming. He already knew it. He already knew it. And I want to challenge all of us in this room, no matter what you're going through in your life, I want to challenge you to say, you know what? God's grace is sufficient for me. Listen, I'm not destitute. I don't, I'm not living homeless someplace. And maybe you are. I don't know. 
But no matter where you are, no matter what you face, I'm telling you, if the desire in your heart is there to manifest something, you have to realize that God put that desire in your heart. But there's no one else in the world that's going to believe it until you believe it. When you believe it, when you have it in your heart so deeply, and you're just going, man, I don't care what I got to go through. I know that the breakthrough is coming because God knows. He knows it all. He knows everything. Every time, all the time. And we cannot measure our success based on whether or not we have achieved a goal. I will tell you this much. In my life, to achieve the desire that I knew God put in my heart to achieve that thing, there was the achievement was far less valuable than the journey that I took to say, no, I believe God. No, I know who I am in Christ. No, I, I, I don't care. Man, I'll clean the toilets. I, I, I'll do whatever I got to do. I will. I, you could take everything from me, and I'm still not going to give up on the desire that God put in my heart because it's not just my desire. It's his desire for me to fulfill in my life. And there is no weapon formed against me that can stop that. Except me. Except when I begin to take the bait of Satan, who is his whole foundation, he has one tool, one measly tool, and that is deception. One tool. And well, how do I know I'm being deceived? It, whatever your experience in your life is contrary to what the Word of God says about you. Uh, and we're all deceived. I'm, I'm deceived. But I've got good news. God's grace is sufficient for you. It's not a perfect walk. There's nothing you can possibly do to institute the grace of God in your life other than to choose it over and over and over and over again. Yeah, but I did this and I didn't do that. And I, oh my goodness, this didn't work out. And this, what about that failure? What about this thing? And oh my gosh, my life just seems like it's getting worse and worse. Like she's talking about this morning. You're looking all around. You're looking all around. Well, where do I go now? Where do I do now? Just relax. There's nothing you can do in and of yourself. Not a single thing that's going to have any merit for anything you'll ever achieve. You could accomplish a million things, have a hundred awards on your office wall. You could achieve all those kinds of things, have all the money, have all the things that you ever wanted. And I'm telling you, they will not amount to a single thing. You are going to die with things in your life that aren't going to carry into the future that God is calling you to. And the, I've seen it over and over. People get caught up in that stuff. And it robs them of the grace of God to be manifested, which is freely given. Freely given. It says in Psalms 139, 1 through 6, O oh Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. Think about that. Billions of people. He knows everything about you. And some of your minds are just going towards all the bad stuff. No, no, no. He knows it all. In fact, he knows all the good stuff. I, I developed a prayer in my life 
30 years ago, 25 years ago. I don't know what it was. And I just said, God, may I know you the way you know me. But more importantly, may I know myself the way you know me. May I know that. Because the more that I know about what God thinks about me, and it says that he does, he's examined my heart, and he knows everything about me, he's not just talking about everything about you where you stand today. Remember, he sees you through the lens of Christ. That's how he sees you. And he examines your heart, and he knows everything about you. It says, you know when I sit down or when I stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away from you. Even when I'm far away from you. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. He's talking about you as an individual. Billions of people. And he's gone before all of us. Everyone. I mean, think of the most heinous person in the whole wide world. He's going before that person. But that person doesn't have to choose that way. But he's going before them. He's making a way for that person. He's making a way for you. He has made a way for you. It says, you place your hand of blessing on my head. Oh, wait a second. He just said that, that he knew my thoughts when I'm far away from him. And yet, he says, you place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. And I think this is where we hit the bumps in the road. It's like, ah, you know, this is a really big problem, God. This is a real... Uh, nothing is impossible to those who believe. And it says, too great for me to understand or for me to comprehend in this little pea brain of mine. But yet, you know. Yet you know God. Yet you know the desires of your heart that God put there. You know that. Doesn't mean it's manifested. Doesn't mean it's complete. But you know it. I want to challenge every person in this room, every person who's watching out there, write down the desires of your heart. Write them down. Write them down. I don't need you to think about them much anymore. You wrote them down. One of the most powerful things that God has given us the ability to do is, one, to hear his voice, and two, is to write it down. Now, when I hear his voice, that's more of a, it's not, it's not tangible yet. But the moment I write it down, and this is how the Word of God manifested, by the way, the, the written Word. The first element of it was to write it down, to bring it into the physical realm. 
I've done this in my life over and over. I've written things down. My wife is a journaler. She writes things down. And then we've, you forget about it. You know, you just, life goes on and, and as it should. And all of a sudden, you come across that journal or you think, oh, i got to look back and see what I was thinking a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. And, and you go and you look at it and you go, oh, my goodness, every single, that happened. Oh, my gosh, that happened. Oh, my goodness, this happened. I just want to encourage you, God already knows. <laughs> and it's like I could almost see, you know, God up in heaven doing one of those little dee 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 You know, it's just a sound. It's a sound, and he's trying to break through here. And if you just interpret the message and just write it down, yeah, you get excited like that, see? Yeah. It just outbreak begins to happen. You think, well, no, Pastor Paul, there must be all the rules I must follow and all the deeds I must do and all the things that I have to, you know, accomplish and, you know, all of that. And, oh, it's so difficult. No, it's so hard. You know, the only thing harder than doing the work that it's going to take to get there is complaining about it. <laughs> Whether you're saved or you're unsaved, you got to go to work every day. And I don't just mean your job. I just mean you, you got to be busy. You got to do some stuff. The good news is, is because you have received the grace of God, that grace, it says here, it goes before you and it follows you. It's on every side. It, it just hems you in. And now all of a sudden you're going, whoa, man, I thought I was just going to a church to make sure I could get to go to heaven someday and, you know, have some good children's pastors back there to teach my kids the ways of God and, you know, doing my, my duty, Right? The heck with all that nonsense. That is literal nonsense. He wants a relationship with you. He cares about you. He loves you. Unconditionally loves you. And he is for you in every possible way, no matter what your current circumstances are. He's not concerned about any of that. The question is, what are you going to learn? What are you going to learn? How is that, is that going to press you in closer to God? Or is that going to drive you away? And I'll tell you, Pastor Barb and, and, and all our pastors and elders, we have seen so many people leave the body of Christ because they committed some sin. And I'm like, oh my goodness. You never understood the, the gospel of the good news of Jesus. Like, what are we doing here? How did you not understand that? Well, but what I did really hurt somebody... Well, no, I, I get it. Yeah. Anybody in here, just if you've never hurt anybody, just please stand. We will honor you. In fact, I'll give you the microphone and you can carry this service on. Right? You ever hurt somebody? Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. Sure. Anybody ever hurt you? Yeah, you have. Oh, then we've all got that in, co oh, in common. Might as well rip that Band-Aid off and, and get it over with. Right? If, if all it takes for you to give up on the grace of God, which is freely given to you, is for someone to hurt you, did you really get the gospel in the first place? And it's so important that you do. 
I mean, I, I, I should just stop the whole service and make sure that everybody understands that one thing. Because without that, there's no hope. There is zero hope. This guy here, millions of mistakes. Millions of failures. Every reason in the world to quit, to give up, to move, to, to leave, to whatever. Millions of them. But by the grace of God. There was uh, someone in the service this morning that I went over and I looked at that person and I mean, I just said, well done. And I'll tell you, when you know the details and you can see through all of that and you see the hand of God begin to move because of a person's willingness to just allow the, 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 the anointing that they carry to be fully expressive, it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And it, it is just, it's beyond explanation like this scripture is talking about. Well, I didn't pray like I told God I was going to pray. I only prayed on Wednesday and Thursday, and then I didn't pray on Friday, Saturday, and all. Oh, and then Sunday came, and then I walked in, I was condemned. What in the world? I mean, just pray. Why not just that? Why, why attach everything else to it that would lead you to a place that God has not intended for you? There's a big difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction will always lead you back to the desire of your heart. You see, it will always challenge you to become better. Condemnation will want you to quit, give up, walk away. It ain't going to happen. Listen, don't worry about the achievement of a goal. Don't worry about if something worked out or not. It does not change the fact that God knows does not change the fact that you have conviction in your heart for that thing to manifest exactly, exactly the way you've declared it to happen. Don't allow these external circumstances to dictate who you are. I always tell people this all the time. If you don't choose what you're going to do, something or someone else is going to do that for you. I guarantee you, you become so enslaved to other circumstances and other people that you'll lose your way and you won't know how to do the simple, everybody say simple, simple things that God's called you to do. Finding your place in the kingdom of God. Just doing your part. Do your part well. Do it better than anybody else would do it. Work out all the yuck. And I'm telling you, when you have desires in your heart and, and, and you have ill motive and then you're trying to use the hand of the flesh to make things happen, I get it. Uh, trust me. You've got to have the willingness to say, no, I'll just, I'll, I'll go through the middle part. Yeah. I'll sit in my tree stand, freezing cold, wind blowing every direction, not see a deer, and I'll wait. There's something interesting in life that if you're not confident about something, the achievement of something, if you're not confident, 
that's your opportunity right there to go to the Word of God and build your confidence in that area. Because I'm telling you, when, 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 you're, when God's directing, like Pastor Barb said, just, mm, no, this way. <laughs> We're, you're in the busy mall. Everybody's running around. Kids distracted, doing a million things that they're not supposed to do, and Dad just comes over. Nope, we're going over here. <laughs> right? This is life. Again, I'm just using simple analogies for something that's extremely beyond your comprehension, but not beyond God's comprehension. Romans 11, 34 to 36 says, For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? Oh, boy. Who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? Hmm. For everything comes from him and exists by his power and his intended and, and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Everything comes from him. Start with that. Everything. Not just your salvation, everything. Right down to the tiniest, minuscule detail. Everything comes from Him. And when you can grab a hold of that, then the cares of this world diminish greatly. They just like, oh my gosh, who the, why didn't someone tell me about this before? That I could cast all my cares on him because he, oh, he cares for me, you, individually, cares for you. Now, I can care for you, but the care I can give you ain't nothing compared to what God can give you. Nothing. I love my boys more than anything. I love my wife more than anything. And I'd give up anything for them but I don't care for them the way God cares for them. And I don't know the things that God knows about them. They know individually what God has told them. And it's so simple, but yet we make it so complicated because the middle just seems so long. Just seems like, oh my goodness, i got to do this again. Oh, Oh, it's Monday again. Here we go. And all I can tell you is <laughs> cling to him because he knows. Cling to him with your last breath if it's, that's where you're at in your life. Quit trying to make something happen. You can do nothing, absolutely nothing in and of yourself. Everything you will touch will fall to pieces when you do that. But I'm here to tell you there's no final failure in Christ. There is none. I don't care what you failed in. God, I'm telling you, God already knows. And you'd rather have it the way God knows it than the way you know it. Because it's impossible for you to know what God knows. And everything is going to come from Him. 
There's no condemnation in any of this. It's all conviction. When you know something to be true, I just did a four-week gratitude challenge for you all. You got the book. I hope you're doing that. But, but listen, um, there's, if you're trying to find the truth about yourself, everybody just do this real quick. Think of something you're most grateful for right now. Just something. Something you're really grateful for. Is there any lie in that? No. It's a billion percent true. And the more you can focus on what's true, and the more, more you can harness your energy towards that truth, I'm telling you, greater revelation will begin to unfold in your life like you've never seen before. Because most of the time we're thinking about the things we're ungrateful for. All the difficulties, all the challenges, all the situations, all the middle. Psalms 8, 4 to 9. What are mere mortals that you should think about them? This is God. I mean, what, what in the world, man? Human beings that you should care for them. Yet you made them only a little lower than yourself. How many people know that God's in the middle right now? Oh, I mean, he's in the middle right now. He sees the direction that the world is going. He sees the, the evil that is happening, right? But does God give up on the desire of his heart? Never. And I'm telling you, he, he is inviting you into that same dimension with him. That same dimension. Oh, man, yeah, no, I... This is the desire of my heart. Wow, you know, I, 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 I'm truly grateful for this, and, and I'm grateful that God's going to do this. And it's not so much for me as it's for everyone else, the benefit of everyone else, because I'm doing my part. It says that he's crowned them with glory and honor. Uh, now, I'm going to bring this right into your living room right now, where you live. That recliner that you sit in, that prized recliner, praise the Lord. Yeah. You're crowned with glory and with honor. You gave them charge of everything you have made. Now, I have in my possession the guy who sits in the recliner in my living room. Hmm. Just as I am, I'm in charge of everything that God made. Putting all things under our authority. Now, authority 
has to have a list, it has to have a, a mechanism for it to operate under, okay? And that is called the Word of God. So the authority you have is within the capacity of whatever it says in the Word of God. Some of you are sick in your bodies. You have the authority. Listen, God created that heart. God created that kidney. God created that back, that neck, that whatever. He created it. Who has authority over it? You do. You have 100% authority over not only your body, but over your life and how you govern, right? Because what would be the purpose of having authority if you did not govern? <laughs> Tell it to you. You have supreme authority in Christ to govern the affairs of all of the things that you come in contact with. All of them. Even the things on the fringe. Everything. And some of you are all thinking, well, yeah, I, I got to go over and lay hands on this person. I got to go over and read the Bible to that person. And it, There's like all these millions of things that you should be doing. Before you do any of it, before you do any of it, make sure you understand the grace that you carry and the authority that God has given to you specifically. Just understand that. Because if you don't understand that, all the running around to do all the stuff is not going to work because you're not operating under the authority. You see what I'm saying? The authority that God's given to you as an individual because he knows you. He knows you. And the moment you can just say, oh, I'm just here to do my part. And the grace that God has given to me, I have supreme authority with that grace to dispense it at will. In fact, I don't even have to lay a hand on a person and they can be within my sphere of influence and they can receive everything that pertains to life and to godliness as a result of the light that I'm casting. And I'm telling you, it's the most amazing thing you've ever experienced in your whole life. It's just doing your part. Some of this I'm speaking this morning is so foreign to you, and it's okay. You've got to start with what you got. But don't go any further than the grace that you carry. Don't go any further than the desire that God's put in your heart. Don't go any further than, you know, well, i got to accomplish you know, all these hundred million things over here. No, just come on, come on. You ain't going to work to get there. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. The moment you can develop who you are as a man or a woman of God and understand the authority you carry, I'm telling you, you are on track for, I mean, the greatest experience of your entire life. And it may steer you in a direction you never even would have considered otherwise. Who's that uh, song that, they sing uh, that country western, Jesus take the wheel, right? Yeah, uh, try that for a day. <laughs> then build on that to a week, and then a month, and then a year, and you're in the middle. <laughs> oh, 
Man, you're in the middle. He's faithful. Romans 8, 28 to 30. This scripture really, as a young man, grabbed a hold of me in a way that really began to shape my existence in the kingdom. And it says, we know that God causes everything to work together for good. <laughs> oh, man. What about this, though, God? I mean, come on. That is working together for my good? Well, not just yours, but for everybody's. Everybody's. To those who love God and are called to their own purpose. Hmm. Man. Detour, guys. Reroute. Reroute. Now turn left at this one. No, no, now turn left at this one. No, you got to turn left. Somebody get this person to turn left. Otherwise, you're going to have to make a trip all the way around the world. Get back to square one. And you better take the left. And there, there's no consequence to taking the left. It's so beautiful. It's like, oh my goodness, how... Oh, God, how did you turn all this into this? Oh, my goodness. How in the world? It goes on. It says, for God knew his people in advance. Advance of what? Of this. And what's yet to come? He knew, still knew you before that. He knew you in advance of mom and dad having a, you know, little thing in the, you know what happens, right? Then you came. He knew before that. He knew before their parents. He knew before the foundations of the earth. God is, he, he thinks like us. He knows way more, but he thinks like us in a spiritual way, in a good way. And he has intentions, before there was ever, well, I got to, you know, speak forth this, that, and the other, and everything comes to be. He had a strong intention. He had a strong desire. He had a strong conviction. I must create the heavens and the earth, and I must create all the creatures and the animals and the water and the light and the darkness. I, I got to create all that. And then from that, I must create mankind to be like me. Think about that. He could have went in any direction he wanted to. He went in the direction of the desire of his heart. And I'm telling you, when you can grab a hold of that, you can grab a hold of the desire that God placed in your heart, and you can just get on with it. And it don't matter how dark it gets. It doesn't matter that your right-hand person, so I don't know who this is for, doesn't matter that your right-hand person stabbed you in your back. Because that's what the devil did to God. He's God still in the middle. Nope. Uh, this is my desire. This is how this is going to happen. Th things are going to happen. I'm telling you, they're coming. They're com And he knows that they're coming. I'm telling you that same knowing is on the inside of every single person in this room, every person out there. Every person knows that. Stick to the script. It says, he knew people in advance. He chose them to become like his son. 
so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, having chosen them. He called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. Oh, my goodness. Guess what, guys? You are the host of God's glory. Nothing less than that. You are the vessel of God's glory. So he's not only training you, he's not only equipping you, he's not, but he's empowering you, and he's releasing you. But quit trying to push Jello uphill, guys. Just don't do that anymore. If you're stuck in a rut, get out of the rut, okay? The only thing worse than a failure is perpetuating that failure in the future, just keeping on pushing that thing forward. What a wasted life. What a wasted life. Luke 12, 6-7, what is the price of five sparrows? Two copper coins. Yet God does not forget a single sparrow. The very hairs on your head are all numbered. It's easier for some of us than others, praise the Lord. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. 1 Corinthians 3.13, three things will last forever. Grab a hold of these things, guys. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. The moment you're trying to make something happen for the sake of making it, and you know you're making it happen for the sake of making it happen, you're no longer walking in love. Not for yourself, not for your neighbor, and not for God. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. No matter where you are today, hear me. Don't do that. Don't get deceived. Don't, no, you're better than that. You're the host of God's glory. Don't forget that. Seek his will in all you do. No matter how shallow, no matter how insignificant, no matter how like, God, but what about that? I know. God says, I know, but I want you to think about this. And he will show you which path to take. Final scripture, 1 Peter 5, 6 to 7. So humble yourselves. Yeah, there's that humble yourself. But do so under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, everybody say the right time. He will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God because he, what does he do? Cares for you. Wow. Don't lose perspective on you and God. In fact, you don't need to go much further in life beyond that. Because once you get that right, you got the relationship right. Everything else has a way of working itself out, okay? Well, thank you for allowing me to express that this morning. Um, Thank you, Pastor Barb, for the word of knowledge to set all this up this morning as well. Again, she didn't even know I was preaching this morning. Praise the Lord.
you're at the right place at the right time doing the right things. Just, just, just stay the course and, and, and just do the simple things. I'm telling you, uh, the people that will do the, the simple things, he'll, uh, the little things, the ones that nobody knows about, no one cares about, nobody believes in, <laughs> he'll make you ruler of great things. And I, when I say that, I mean, I mean that you'll, you'll be expressive more than you otherwise could have been. More influential. Furthering your ten stakes. Sometimes we just get so caught up in, in staying small. Just give it all to God. Every bit of it. And he will take that because he already knows what to do with it. <laughs> and he'll teach you what to do with it. Life's not a sprint, it's a marathon. I promise you that whatever you're going through this morning, in 150 billion years from now, you ain't going to be thinking back about how bad that was. Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning that you know, that you know. You know everything about us, everything we're, we do and everything we don't do. And you know that we have a future in you to do great exploits for you. Right now, we just lay down all of our burdens, all the things that are not of you. We ask you to forgive us of all of our sins, all of the things that we do, we all do, that we all have in common. We ask you to forgive us of those things. And we know that you do, and we know that you will. And now that we are cleansed by the power of Christ, refill us this morning with the power of your glory. May we be the hosts of your glory. May we never look at our circumstances that may seem contrary to your will or the desire that you've put into our hearts as, as the final evidence. But Lord, may your will be done in our lives. But most importantly, God, as those desires are manifested, may we learn the lessons of who we are in Christ and the finalization of that. And may we carry that more than anything else, more than the sandwich or the $5 we give to someone or you know the things that we do or praying for someone or all the things that we do. May it all come down to one thing which is the grace that you've freely given to us to manifest your will in this world, Father God. Lead us and guide us in all paths of truth. I want you all to say this prayer together with me. I want to make sure every person knows Jesus the way I'm talking about this morning. And I want you to say this prayer out loud with me, and it's the sinner's prayer. It's, it's one that you just... 
you're going to confess your sin, you're going to invite him into your life, and you're, 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 you're going to live right. Because it's God's will for your life. So everybody say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I thank you that you care for me. You love me. May your love permeate every part of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. May I be the host of your glory in this earth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hey, guys. Find your place in the kingdom of God. Come out Wednesday nights. We've got child care, full-blown praise and worship. Thank you, praise and worship team, for all the work that you're doing. What a, what a great, great uh, team we're developing there. And uh, God bless you all. And uh, bring someone with you next week and invite them to church. Amen. God bless.